You're listening to episode 55 of the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. Welcome to the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Chow, a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and proud dog mama of two. I am obsessed with helping women achieve their goals, feel confident in their skin, and become empowered health advocates. This podcast is designed to help ambitious women thrive on a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle, so tune in each week as we talk all aspects of nutrition, improving your fitness, enhancing your mindset so that you can take inspired action and live your best life all starting from the inside out. I'm so happy to have you here. Now let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. So happy and grateful to have you here with me on this episode. And today it's all about storytelling. So, a lot of the times it's like we see things on social media and it's like you see the after picture, you see the transformation, and you're like, whoa, wow, the person got that goal or that result, like quote unquote, so fast. Or, Another example is like that actor or actress, they've made it big. Oh my gosh, they're making like millions of dollars per movie or a hundred thousands of dollars per episode in a series. And what people a lot of the times, like I think people do realize, but we often forget everything in between. It's like some actors make it big and they're like 40s 50s 60s they could have started acting when they were like a child or when they were a teenager when they were in their late 20s early 20s and they don't get that big break until later on in their life and it's like we don't see all the no's they got all the acting coaches they did or went through all the auditions they went through all the time and effort and energy they really put into perfecting their craft and it's the same thing when you see things online you think okay well this person lost weight in four weeks and it's like is it really four weeks is that photoshopped and more importantly will it's yeah you can get results of course you can but What I like to focus on, it doesn't matter if you can get results. What actually freaking matters if you can actually maintain those results? Because I was the type of girl who would get results and then lose those results. Gain the weight, then lose the weight. Gain the weight, then lose the weight. And why I'm such an advocate and I coach and I preach and I teach living a fat-fueled lifestyle because it was this style of eating that I started in 2016, where I actually found a way to live my best, feel my best, maintain my body weight, stop being obsessed with the scale, stop having crazy ass uh, cravings and binges and all of the things. So if you don't mind, excuse me, if you don't know my story, I'm just going to share it. I've shared it on episode one, but it's a brand new year. I started this podcast at the end of 2021. So we're in 2023. So if you're new to the show, um, here's my story. If you've heard it before, you can listen again. Maybe if you listen again, you'll get a different nugget of information or you can just wait till next week when we release a brand new episode. So if you have struggled with dieting in the past and diet culture, if so, you are a lot like me. At age 13, around age 13, I think it was, yeah, 13, 14, no, 13, because I was in grade eight, yeah, a young boy called me fat, 
And that was when I started dieting. And as a teenager, I attempted the most unhealthy ways to lose a, to lose weight, which carried into my adolescence and into my early 20s from extreme calorie counting to diet pills, like I think hydroxycot or ephedrine I used to buy. Hours of cardio, like I basically should have, I basically lived on the Stairmaster, crash dieting, fad dieting, you name it, I did it all. So I was always looking for this like magic diet and this formula for me to lose weight. And the problem was the diets I would follow helped me lose the weight, but I could never, ever, ever maintain my results. You see, I operated from the belief that weight loss had to be restrictive, painful, and it was all about suffering. And I thought once I get this goal weight and I got that goal weight multiple times, then I'll be happy, then I can maintain it. And, you know, in in my brain at such a young age, it's like I didn't understand how my metabolism worked. I didn't understand that everything slowed down and went into starvation mode when you go for like 800 calories, 500 calories, 1,000 calories. And if you want to know more about reverse dieting and metabolic adaptation, uh, next week's podcast episode will be titled, Do You or Are You? I forget what I titled it. Uh, Something to the effect of, do you need to do reverse dieting or is reverse dieting the next step for you to take? So if you want to learn more about metabolic adaptation and reverse dieting, we will be releasing that episode next week. So the problem was, you know, with all these crash diets, they worked until they didn't. And I felt exhausted, burnt out. I had a lot of shame. And I was working full-time as a personal trainer. And I was consulting as a holistic nutritionist since... 2012 so over 10 years which is wild and at the same time you know I was working in this like health and wellness and fitness industry and I was so out of touch with myself and I felt like a fraud you know especially being this health and fitness professional I was supposed to be that quote-unquote expert but I was struggling struggle city so hard with my own eating issues and I realized that I couldn't continue living my life with my emotions all over the place because food and dieting were it was like this never-ending constant thought process in my mind and it truly played a really massive role in uh, my self-worth and my confidence. So in 2016, I started learning more about the ketogenic diet. And when people would ask me about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, never do that. You need to eat carbs. That's such BS. And I had that belief and I didn't actually know anything about ketosis at all because I didn't learn it in, you don't learn it in college or university. The only thing I knew about ketosis was like the Atkins diet. And of course, me as the dieting queen, I did the Atkins diet with my sister back when I think... I think it was like 19 or 20, but we did it like so wrong. We would like take bowls of like shredded cheese because we both lived at home. I think I was 19 and she was 17 or I was 20 and she was 18, some sometime around that time. And um, no, I think I was older. I think I was 21 and I think she was 19. Yeah, I think that's when we did it. But um, we would do it so terribly. It'd be like buckets of cheese and salsa and like just garbage food and like not enough protein and it was, we mostly ate cheese. That's what I remember. We ate like a lot of cheese. So it was like so nutrient void. 
It was so nutrient deficient. And again, we did it with the thought process just to be quote unquote skinny. So when people asked me about ketosis, I just had this like biased opinion and it's like, hey, I actually didn't really know anything about it. Like I didn't. It's like we have all these beliefs with certain things that we haven't even attempted or done. And my thought process behind that was like in school, in university, in college, in you know, going to school to be a holistic nutritionist, we don't learn anything about ketosis. Zip, zero, nada, okay? They don't teach it. So everything that I learned in 2016 was I bought a ton of books. I listened to doctors. I listened to podcasts. I looked at stuff on PubMed. I actually was my own guinea pig and went through ketosis on my own by obviously compiling a bunch of research and data on my own. But it was like, when I started, I was like, okay, well, there has to be something to this. Like, it's not just a fad diet. When I learned more about it, I'm like, oh, it's actually a metabolic state. You can test your blood to see if you are in nutritional ketosis. And even though I was doing all this research and stuff, I still had this really scary thought in my head that, oh my God, I'm going to get so fat. I don't know why I'm whispering, but oh my God, I'm going to get so fat eating all this fat. And it's because as a chronic dieter, you know, I was a chronic dieter for, you know, over a decade. I always went for low fat everything, low fat everything, like powder, peanut butter, like reduced fat yogurt, reduced fat cheese. So my identity was really like low calorie, low fat. So I was totally flipping the switch on what I had basically done my entire life. So that can be a really scary place for women to go, especially based on your dieting history or if you have a dieting history like I do. I'm sure most women listening to this podcast or even most women in this world have gone on a diet. Maybe it hasn't been as crazy as mine or some of my friends or some people I know or some clients, but I would say most women have gone on a diet, if not all women. I don't want to say all, but I would say probably 98% of women in the world have in North America have gone on diets, you know? So anyways, um, so I was, as I was saying, like I was going against everything I practiced, everything I preached, everything I learned in school, but I knew if I actually, if I actually, actually, actually really had that true desire, want that if I wanted to break this toxic cycle with food and I had gone to therapy and that had helped, but it was like, what really did help me was going into ketosis because it really helped regulate so many systems in my body. And I knew that, you know, talk therapy and that stuff did help, but I truly feel like the one thing that helped was running off of fat for fuel. Of course, you know, there's a, you know, a lot of variables that did help me get over a lot of the issues I had with food and body image, but I say like 90% of it was going into ketosis because it was such a shockingly beautiful experience for me. It was like the first two months I was like, oh my goodness, I have so much energy. I don't feel hungry. I'm not thinking about food all the time. Like what the actual F is going on here? Because it was always like counting your calories, eating, you know, high, like, you know, eating really low calorie and then like eating low fat. So again, polar opposite. So when you go into ketosis, you're, you train your body to run off fat opposed to carbohydrates. And it really felt like this like boundless, limitless amount of energy, amount of energy. But, you know, after around the two to three month mark, I think, um, I went overboard and, um, 
I thought I had to push harder with the diet and I started aggressively fasting. So instead of like, you know, eating really low calories, like, oh, I'm only eating in this window and I have to do these 24 hour fasts. I'm like, I was doing these 24 hour fasts for a bit and they were good, but then they weren't because then I was like, as soon as I could eat, I'd be like, I'm so hungry. And I was able to recognize that pattern and be like, okay, we're just going to not do this 24 hour fast. Like do I get a star or a medal for being able to do 24 hour fasts every week? No. So a lot of the times we get caught in this, like in this pattern that we have to do this or else we're not doing this quote unquote diet. Right. And I think a lot of that comes from diet culture and having really hard rules with what you have to do. And with ketosis, you know, there, you do have to reduce the carbs. Like if you eat carbs, you won't go into ketosis. So, but if you have that thought process that, Hey, it's not just, I'm going into ketosis to lose weight. It's like, I'm reducing inflammation. I'm getting my body to run off an alternative fuel source. I'm supporting my hormones. Like I'm supporting my blood sugar. There's so many other aspects of going into ketosis than just weight loss. That's why like it's, that's why it's not a diet. It's not a diet. It is a lifestyle. So, you know, It took me a full like six months to really figure out what worked, what didn't. And, um, and then I was able to, you know, really finally design my own personalized fat fueled female lifestyle that works for me. And that's what I teach my clients. There's not one right way to do this. I refer to my program as uh, a lot of variables, a lot of health tools in your health toolbox, because some clients will resonate with this. Some clients will resonate with this. Some clients are wanting to focus on gut health. Some clients are wanting to focus more on acid reflux. And, you know, like, obviously those are just two small things, but there's so many things we focus on from digestion to gallbladder, gallbladder health, to liver health, to stomach, to hormones, to mindset, to bowel movements, to all of it. Right. And why I want to, why I wanted to share my story again here is, you know, going into ketosis and becoming a fat fueled female, like really was the most beautiful discovery for me. And that I was finally able to stabilize my weight and create a really, truly healthy relationship with food and myself for the first time in my entire life. And adapting into a fat-fueled lifestyle was my saving grace. This was the missing switch and it really gave me my life back and it makes my eyes kind of fill up with water when I think about it because I think about who I was when I was personal training and it was like all the mirrored selfies and having to have like really toned abs and I was such a shell of a person in the sense that I cared so much what my external body looked like and what people thought of my body, yet I was dying inside because I was so effed up in the head with nutrition and with body dysmorphia. And now, yes, of course, I don't have like ripped abs. I feel like I'm toned and I'm happy with my body. And I have the tools and the strategies that I'm manifesting and choosing that I want to become a mom this year. And I know that my body's going to change. And after I give birth to this healthy baby, I know what I will do to get my body back. And I'm not going to beat myself up about it if it takes me six months, nine months, a year. Because what we see sometimes in the media, we see celebrities and you see them like two months later, you're like, 
how did you have a baby? And it's like these unrealistic expectations. And I realize I do this exercise with my clients. Um, we do a lot of belief work like midway through the program or I forget what week it is. I think it's like, yeah, week three or four. But um, yeah, we do belief like looking at your limiting beliefs and a lot of people just don't even look at them because they're just so programmed in our in our subconscious and they've been programmed for such a long time. And one of my limiting beliefs was I realized last year working with a mentor that I had this belief that I wasn't going to be able to lose weight after I gave birth. Like how ridiculous is that, right? So I think that's been more resistance too with also me wanting to be a mom. But you know, I've done all the work and I'm still a work in progress. Who isn't a work in progress? You're never done. You're just evolving and getting better. So again, this is why sharing my story, I feel, helps a lot of women because sometimes you see women and you just think, oh my gosh, she has all of her shit together. And it's like, no, not, well, maybe some do, but my story, yes, it didn't happen overnight. It took me a long way to get here. And again, that's why I think it's important to share. And that is why I'm such a fat-fueled female ketosis loving advocate because I think it can help so many women out there as well. So what I want you to ask yourself is if what you've been doing hasn't been working, why are you continue to doing it? Why are you spinning your wheels doing the same thing over and over and over again. If you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. And I span those wheels over and over and over again until I actually made that conscious decision and said, no more, never again. Like I can't continue living my life in this toxic circle and cycle of losing weight and gaining weight and feeling like a failure and being so depressed and having so much shame. There's so much more to life than living your life for just how people see you from like how, you know, how ripped are her abs or how nice are her shoulders. Like there's, of course, I I, I still care about my body. I still care that I want to make, you know, look a certain way, but I'm not, having these unrealistic expectations that I'm going to be walking around with like six pack abs every day because that's not realistic to actually have that low of body fat isn't realistic for women. Maybe for some, but for the average woman, I don't even think I want to say the word average because women aren't average, but for women's um, physiology to you, for someone to have that low of body fat, it requires a lot of work, a lot of dieting and that definitely has to be like your number one priority it's like no going out and having wine with friends you know vacation you're you know so tightly knit with your nutrition and in my personal belief that's just not living I live my life for so many years as if I was competing every week on a bodybuilding stage and I wasn't and I just missed out on so much fun and so much opportunity and I'm not saying I think it's you got to find what your non-negotiables are and what your balance is and how do you find that out you you just find that out through yourself you don't have a coach tell you that you don't have your friend tell you that you don't have your husband tell you that or your wife tell you that you figure it out on your own work what works for you and what doesn't so again that is why fat, fat fueled lifestyle works for me because I truly fell in love with the process my bulletproof coffee coffees are something I do religiously every day and I and what I always tell my clients is fall in love with the process, let go of the outcome. The outcome will come if you fall in love with the process and what you do every single day. 
So that is everything for this episode. I hope my story inspired you to make change, take inspired, imperfect, messy action, messy AF action, just take action and show up as your best, most beautiful, authentic self every single day. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, pressing play and hanging out with me. And I will catch all of you beautiful humans next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel you got some extra value from this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you could head over to Apple podcast or whatever service you're listening to this podcast on, drop a five-star review. Let me know your thoughts on the show. Doing this really helps more people like yourself find the podcast. And if you're not already following me on social media, right now is the time. You can find me on Instagram at Marja Chow for all your nutrition tips, tricks, and inspiration, or visit my website at fatfueledfemale.com where you can download my free seven-day keto meal plan with recipes. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will catch you next week.